All right, hello, hello, hello. How's everyone doing tonight? It is uh, April 28th. It is the night before the 2021 NFL Draft, the the thing that I've been looking forward to for the past couple weeks. You know, the Raiders obviously not a playoff, obviously not a playoff team this past season. So, looking forward to seeing what we can add in the draft. Hopefully, a linebacker, or a, hopefully a dude in the secondary, a linebacker, an offensive lineman. You probably know who I'm thinking about just based on those positions. But anyways, I think we got to hop right into this mock draft. Um, I'm going to be mock drafting basically what I think is going to be happening tomorrow night. Um, it's just, you know, I don't know what's what's planned. I, anything can happen. It's draft night. So first overall, I don't think anything can happen here. I think Trevor Lawrence will absolutely be the pick. Trevor Lawrence is everything you could want your franchise quarterback to be. He's big, he's athletic, he's got the arm strength, he can throw to any dude on the field, he loves throwing to the running back. Um, I think I think he's perfect for the Jaguars, and uh, Urban Meyer is going to swoop Trevor Lawrence at number one overall. And uh, following that, I think the Jets will select J Zach Wilson. This one I'm a little bit shakier on. Um, I don't think Zach Wilson really... I wouldn't even say he's maybe my third favorite quarterback in this class after uh, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, and maybe even Trey Lance I would put over Zach Wilson. I don't think Zach Wilson's necessarily a bad player, but especially going to the Jets here, I don't see his career panning out quite as well as the other dudes do. Um, he's He hasn't really played the same level of competition as the other dudes, excluding Trey Lance, obviously, but Trey Lance, you're purely drafting based off potential. Um, Wilson's really only played one good year of college football. Um, he was injured the year before, and the year before that, he was quite awful. Um, I know in, on Colin Cowherd's show, a stat that he brought up was in when going against teams with uh, more than 10 wins in college football, he it has a touchdown-interception ratio of 1-7, to seven, which... That's just brutal. Like I just don't understand how you can, how you can expect to, how you can, how a dude with that. And I know his stats are better than that when you look at him, not in a vacuum of one stupid stat like that. But still, I don't know how you could look at a dude like that at two. But I guess you look at him, you say he's got the arm strength, the athleticism, maybe he's got the Mahomes potential. But nonetheless, I'm taking Zach Wilson at two. My main, my and on number three with the 49ers, my mind changes on this. Just about every day, I'm just doing it basically on gut feeling. And right now, my gut's telling me that Justin Fields, out of the Ohio State University, will be the pick for the 49ers. I think this is definitely Matt Jones' uh, pick to lose. I think he's the favorite on most betting websites right now, and um, I think it's just ridiculous. I, you know, I, I obviously agree that I think it could be Jones just with the way that everyone's talking. But to, for the 49ers to give up as much as they did and in my opinion, not even improve at a position, like, I just don't understand why you would make a move like that. I know Jimmy G's had injury troubles, and I know Mac Jones has been relatively healthy, but he's not the safest quarterback in this class. He does have red flags. He can't, he, he can't create like these other quarterbacks can, so I just struggle to believe that the 49ers would, would pass up on someone that kind of compares to, a, to Trevor Lawrence, in my opinion. He's big, he's athletic, he's got a big arm, um, he, he was very successful in, in college. I don't know how Justin Fields isn't the pick here, so I'm giving Justin Fields here to the 49ers. And uh, I'm also doing this mock draft based on a report that I just saw. Uh, Kyle Pitts 
is looking like he's locked in to be the pick here at four for the Atlanta Falcons. So I'm going to be uh, taking Kyle Pitts. And I liked, I liked the Falcons to potentially trade out of this pick. I think they really need a defensive player. But for the Falcons to stay here and take Pitts, I think they're really still bought in on Matt Ryan. I think they're bought in on their offense. I think this is going to be a really exciting offense. Putting him next to Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, Russell Gage. Um, hopefully they can maybe grab a running back later on in this draft, maybe someone in free agency. I don't even really know who's playing running back for the Falcons right now. I'm actually going to check that out. It's looking like, oh, they got Mike Davis, and they also did get Cordero Patterson, who's uh, listed at running back at the moment. So I, 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 I really like the Falcons' offense. I think they could potentially grab a running back later on in the draft. But, yeah, I, I love Kyle Pitts. So now here we got the Bengals. Um, th this is this is very biased to me, but obviously I think it's gonna happen. That's why I have money on it. But I'm gonna have Penny Sewell go here at five. Um, I'm gonna go through some of my bets as as we as we have this draft go. I'm gonna pull those up on the side. But uh, I do have a bet for Jamar Chase to go after pick five and a half. So basically for him for the Bengals not to take Jamar Chase is my bet. Um, so yeah, I do think they're going to probably go Penny Sewell, if not potentially Kyle Pitts if he does fall, or if a quarterback is taking it for, you know, whatever, yada yada. I just don't think Jamar Chase is the pick at five. And it's really just plain and simple. I think the Bengals need to protect Joe Burrow. They know they need to protect Joe Burrow. I know they kind of addressed offensive line and free agency, but I think their receiver, receiving core is deep. I don't think that's a need. I think Penny Sewell is the obvious pick here at five, and I'll be very shocked if Jamar Chase is the guy. And now here at six, we got the Miami Dolphins, and here is an interesting spot. Getting some water. Solo podcast, you know. Mouth gets dry quick. But I think I think if Jamar Chase is available, I don't think you could pass him up. I think Jamar Chase is clearly the best receiver on the in the class. He doesn't really have the the injury risk of the of Jalen Waddle and he doesn't really have you know the size problems that you have with Devonte Smith um I don't know I, I I think Jamar Chase is clearly the best receiver in the class uh, I don't know if the Dolphins necessarily need a receiver here um but they traded up for one and that's what they're gonna do I, I I don't really understand it but I know they traded up here with the intentions of trying to probably get a weapon maybe they look at an alignment like Sewell if he's available but I think if Chase if Chase is available and Sewell and Pitts are gone, I think they're looking for basically whoever falls out of that four, five, six tier. I think Pitts, Sewell, and Chase will definitely go four, five, six. It's just a matter of the order. Um, for the sake of my bet, I would not be upset about Pitts, Sewell, Chase. Um, that would be totally chill with me. And here we got the Lions on the clock, and I will absolutely be trading down with the Lions. I think the Lions will definitely trade down. And I kind of, in this situation, I love the potential of the Patriots trading up. Um, I don't know if they necessarily would need to trade up, especially with the Broncos trading for Teddy Bridgewater, but I think you do still look at the Panthers as a potential threat to uh, take Trey Lance as the dude I'm talking about. So I'm going to somehow make a little trade here. I'm, I'm doing this on NFLMockDraftDatabase.com. The other website's great, too. Uh, I don't even know what it's called, but I'm not going to give it a shout-out because you can't make trades on that one for free, but you can here, so... We're going to find Detroit and New England, and I'm going to tell you the trade that I make between these two teams to get this trade done. We're going very in-depth here. so 7 for 15, obviously, and then I'm going to say the Patriots also throw in their second-round pick 
and they're gonna say that works straight up but I'm gonna say the the Lions will also probably throw in like a seven or a, yeah, a seven next year it's gonna be the deal so sweet that goes through and uh, we got the Patriots now at seven so I think the Patriots are gonna take Trey Lance like I said, I think Trey Lance projects really, really well as a developmental quarterback. And um, I think playing behind Cam Newton for a year, I think that's a great mentor for him. They kind of have similar play styles. You know, the power running, you wouldn't need to necessarily um, change the playbook if uh, Cam Newton were to go down for an injury and Lance does need to play in year one. You can kind of, you know, tell the receivers and the offensive linemen to play the same, uh, regardless of quarterback, which is definitely... Nice to have that continuity in the backfield, and I think the the Patriots would love the opportunity to get Trey Lance here at seven. So that's gonna be my pick. Now at eight, the Panthers. I think the Panthers they got a lot of options here. I I think um, the obvious pick would obviously to be go with an offensive lineman, maybe Rashawn Slater. But at least recently, I've kind of jumped on board with the Panthers potentially going with one of the top corners in the class, either J.C. Horn or um, Patrick Sertan, and I think in, what's my gut telling me right now, what is my gut telling me, huh, I'm gonna give the Panthers Patrick Sertan, and I'll tell you why, I'm gonna take a look at who's playing the cornerback for the Panthers right now, I know, I know Dante Jackson, I believe, is still there, yeah. And then they got A.J. Boye, who is actually suspended to start the season. And then after those dudes, you're looking at Miles Hart Hartsfield. Don't know who that is. Rashawn Melvin, a former Raider. Uh, Troy Pride, I believe, was a draft pick last season. Probably hasn't worked out, considering how deep he is on this uh, depth chart. They also playing Justin Burris at free safety. The Panthers definitely have need in the secondary, and Patrick Sertan definitely fills that need. I think he's a can't-miss corner prospect. Um... He really brings it home here for the Panthers in the secondary. So that's going to be my pick at eight for the Panthers. And now we're moving on here to the Denver Broncos, who did, this is hours after that Teddy trade was announced. I'm recording this. So um, I, I don't think the Broncos are looking to go quarterback here. So I don't think Mac Jones is the pick, especially considering Mac Jones is very similar to, um, you know, uh, Drew Locke. I think they, they play pretty project pretty similarly, and I think Drew Locke's even more athletic, so I, I just I struggle to believe that they would even consider Mac Jones at this point. So that being said, what do the Broncos look to do? I think Rashawn Slater is once again kind of the obvious selection here. Um, I think this they'd even have an outside chance going receiver here. Maybe, maybe Jalen Waddell go off the board, another corner, potentially a J.C. Horn. But I, I think Rashawn Slater is definitely, it's definitely his spot to lose right here. So I'm going to go Rashawn Slater here to the Denver Broncos. Um, they've proven they've, they, they've, that they're willing to take offensive linemen in the first round in the past with, Garrett, with the selection of Garrett Bowles just a couple years back. Um, Slater obviously does have some risk. He, he took the last season off, so we don't, we don't know exactly what we're going to get <clears throat> in year one. But something I love about Slater, especially for the Broncos, is his positional flexibility. He started at all five positions on the offensive line at his time in Northwestern. So uh, I think that's definitely going to fill at least one of the Broncos' needs on the offensive line. So we're moving on now to the Dallas Cowboys. 
And uh, I think the Cowboys, I think this, there is an outside chance for this to be an offensive lineman, maybe even Elijah Vera Tucker. But I think they'd be stupid to pass up on J.C. Horn right now. Sertan just went, yeah, J.C. Horn is going to be my pick here at 10 for the Dallas Cowboys. And I'm really, I'm really excited about that, too, to be honest with you. Um, uh, out of South Carolina, J.C. Horn, a lot of the cornerbacks in the league currently endorse J.C. Horn as the top cornerback. I think Jalen Ramsey is a really big fan. Um, he's he, he locked down SEC talent at South Carolina, uh, you know, night, night in, night out. Um, he fills in, you know, the Cowboys' probably biggest need on defense. You know, unfortunately, it's not Sertan, so you can't say that, you know, he's teaming back up with Trevon Diggs, which is a fit that I love if Sertan can fall here. But I think if Sertan does go, the Cowboys will still look to fill that position as long as J.C. Horn is available and doesn't go at 9 to the Broncos. If Horn is not available, I think the, the, the Cowboys here would potentially look at Vera Tucker. I think there's even an outside chance they would look at Micah Parsons or one of the receivers, or maybe even a trade down. But considering Horn is available... I think that's the obvious pick. And uh, moving on to the Giants now. For the longest, I've I've loved the Giants to take a receiver. I think they definitely still need a separator to play next to Kenny Galladay to complement him a little better. And I know you still got guys like Sterling Shepard, Golden Tate, but I just don't think those guys, you really intend on them being as part of your future. So I think receiver is the obvious pick here, but I have seen recently a lot of people talking about Quiddy Pay going here, which I think is... Kind of interesting, considering New York Giants. What is their edge rusher situation looking like at the moment? Yeah, we got Lorenzo Carter. Afadi Adenabo. Yeah, I think this, this could definitely be an edge rusher as well. Maybe even a guy like Micah Parsons here at 11, which I'm going to be honest, I also have money on uh, Micah Parsons to go after pick 13 and a half. So... I'm not going to let that influence me if I feel like a team will take Parsons in this draft. I will take him before 13 and a half, but I don't think Parsons is going to be my pick here. I think there's a chance the Giants would go Parsons, which does kind of worry me. I hadn't thought about that until right now. But I still think the best chance is them going J Jalen Waddle here. Um, I think, he, you know, a lot of people have said, and I kind of agree with the fact that he projects a lot like Tyreek Hill. Um, he's super, 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 super speedy, super shifty, um, big-time separator, a little smaller, and you do worry about the injury troubles that he had in his last season in Alabama, but he, he still proved that he wanted to play in the national championship, or I believe it was the national championship game. He, was, he played through injury, and um, he's tough. He's exactly what the Giants need playing next to Galladay. And I think that leaves the Eagles with the perfect opportunity to follow that up. They're going with whatever receiver or corner is left out of the top three receivers and top two corners, in my opinion. And in this situation, it is Devontae Smith. So the Eagles will go Devontae Smith here at 12 out of Alabama. I think this creates a great rivalry. Waddle with the Giants, Smith with the Eagles. That's a big-time rivalry. These receivers playing against each other twice a year. Really, really exciting um, in that division. I think Devontae Smith, I've said it before, is probably the best separator in the draft in terms of his speed and just route running ability, but you do worry about that frame. Someone like Hollywood Brown came in with a similar frame, and he was able to get up to size, so you hope the Eagles can work with him. 
And uh, you hope the Eagles might have finally taken the right receiver in the draft and uh, got that over the Giants, but you never do know. So moving on, we got the, uh, I would say San Diego Chargers. I'm dead. The Los Angeles Chargers. What do I think the Chargers are going to do with 13? Man, I think Elijah Vera Tucker is really, really tempting here, and I think that's what I want to do. Chargers have shown that they like to take dudes from you know, the L.A. area with uh, Josh Kelly last year from UCLA. <clears throat> One second. <sighs> Had to get some water. But, um, yeah, they did take Josh Kelly out of UCLA last year. They're running back. So I think Elijah Barrett Tucker is going to be my pick. I think that's their biggest need is offensive line. They need to protect Herbert. I know I love the uh, Corey Lindsley signing, but they still got a lot of problems at tackle and guard. Vera Tucker can play either spot, so I'm going to go Elijah Vera Tucker here to the Los Angeles Chargers. <clears throat> and I think that sucks for the Minnesota Vikings, because I think they would have probably liked Elijah Vera Tucker. So that being said, Elijah Vera Tucker off the board, I think I'm going to have the Minnesota Vikings either going with Christian Derrissaw, or addressing edge. And I'm just curious. Daniil Hunter, I think, obviously needs to be replaced. And even on the other side, you only have Steven Weatherly. I think Quiddy Pay does fit this team pretty damn well. They do need a tackle. I think there's a 50-50 shot. I think if Vera Tucker was there, they'd probably go Vera Tucker. But I'm going to say because Vera Tucker is off the board, the Minnesota Vikings are going to select Quiddy Pay, Ed Rusher out of Michigan. <clears throat> Quiddy Pay really sizes up pretty good playing for the Vikings. He's kind of a perfect scheme fit. Uh, he's big, he's fast. <clears throat> Man, I haven't talked this long in a minute. One sec. I'm going to take a break real quick. Alright, I'm back. Uh, that was embarrassing. I had quite that the cough attack there, and um, I just, I guess just my vocal cords couldn't take it, so I'm going to take it down a couple notches, a little bit quieter for the rest of this, unfortunately, but uh, I'll probably get back up to talking loud. I'm quite the loud person, I've been told. But anyways, I'm going to give Quiddy Pay a little bit more attention for the Vikings. He's big, he fits in. Uh, pretty well as kind of a Daniil Hunter replacement. He's super, super quick. I believe he ran like a 4-4 or 4-5 at his pro day at Michigan. Um, you keep him up in that kind of Midwest area of the country, in Minnesota, the Michigan to Minnesota. Uh, I think it's a great fit for the Vikings if uh, Vera Tucker is not available. But I do think Derrissaw or Tevin Jenkins do have an outside chance of being this pick. So at 15 now, the Detroit Lions, I've mocked Micah Parsons to them at a bunch of different spots, and I don't see any way they don't take him here. Um, I think the Lions would potentially look at going with uh, with a offensive lineman like a Tevin Jenkins or Derrissaw, like I was explaining with the Vikings with the last pick, but Micah Parsons is exactly the type of player that the Lions want. Um, he, like like Coach Dan Campbell said, he needs dudes that can you know bite your kneecaps off, tough dudes. Uh, Michael Parsons is definitely tough. You know that's one thing that 
his, his reputation has definitely stood up on. So I'm going to go Michael Parsons here at 15 to the Detroit Lions uh, to be their new you know quarterback of the defense I've heard a lot of people compare him to. So we'll see what Michael Parsons can do in Detroit. Um, and next we got Arizona at 16, and Mac Jones just continues to fall in here in this draft. I gotta, I gotta find a way to get him off the board eventually, but I just don't know when or where. I think the Bears would potentially look into Mac Jones at 20, and I just don't even know if anyone would trade ahead of them. Um, I don't know about Washington. I just. Do they have any reason to want to screw over the Bears? Like, you know, they're both in the NFC, but I just don't think that the, the football team would care about the Bears' success if they, they got Mac Jones. And I don't think Washington... I think Washington's a smart organization that would let Mac Jones fall. And I think the Bears are a dumb organization that would take Mac Jones. So I'm going to let Mac Jones fall all the way to 20, I think, in this mock, to be honest with you, just the way it's looking. And I don't think there's any teams that would trade up for him now that the Broncos have traded for a QB. I just, who else needs a QB? Unless maybe, like, the Steelers wanted to get involved. That could be interesting, to be honest with you. But I think the Steelers have too many other needs, and I still think the Steelers want to win. So I don't think the Steelers are really a threat at all. Anyways, I'm not worried about it. Worse at 16 with the Cardinals. They're not going to go Mac Jones. The Cardinals... What do I think the Cardinals are going to do? Man. I don't love... I've heard um, from Joe that the, the Cardinals are potentially interested in Zayvon Collins, which I think is a good fit, but I just, I just don't know if Zayvon Collins is the pick here at 16, even though I don't know. Between the Raiders, Dolphins, and football team, you never know. Zayvon Collins could go with 17, 18, or 19. Jeez. I'm, I'm going to... I just don't know what else the Cardinals would do here. I don't love the idea of putting Zayvon Collins this, this high in the draft, but I might, to be honest with you. Like, I don't see another great fit, and I don't think the Cardinals trade out of this spot. I think there's an outside chance they would go with Rashad Bateman here, or they would trade back in with the intentions of drafting Rashad Bateman. But I don't, I don't love that, to be honest. We're gonna give the the, the Cardinals Zayvon Collins, and I like Zayvon Collins a lot. Um, you know, I, I'd compare him probably best to Benardrick McKinney. He's one of those just big uh, inside linebackers that's gonna hit dudes coming across the middle. He's a great run defender. Um, He's, he's even played a lot at, as a pass rusher at Tulsa, so he does have some of those traits if the Cardinals do choose to use him in that way. The Cardinals love their versatile linebackers after selecting Isaiah Simmons last season. This dude is a great complement to Isaiah Simmons. He does all the things that Simmons does. He's just a little bit of a more secure tackler, a little bit bigger, a little bit of a dude that's going to hit you more so. So I love that as a fit for the Cardinals, but I don't know if they're going to take him at 16, and I just, I don't know. I don't, I don't love that fit. Oh, by the way, I would have won money with uh, Michael Parsons going at 15, and I also would have won money with Panay Sewell going at 5. So I'm 2 for 2 on bets so far. I should have said with Jamar Chase going at 6. I'm sorry, is how I would have won my money. But anyways, at 17, we got the Oakland, or not the Oakland Raiders. Jeez, man, I'm all over the place right now. The Las Vegas Raiders. 
What are the Vegas Raiders going to do? Oh, man, Mac Jones is staring me right in the face. Do I do it? Do I pull the trigger? That's a crazy thing to think. I'm not I'm not pulling the trigger on Mac Jones. I'm going to make the smart pick, and the pick that I think we're going to make, the pick that I hope we're going to make, Tevin Jenkins, uh, offensive tackle out of Oklahoma State. Um, I love Tevin Jenkins. He has guard flexibility. He played all over the right side at Oklahoma State, and he's a great run blocker. I think he's a perfect fit for the Raiders. I really hope we go with him. Um, had to get some more water. Going to try to prevent what happened last time, but... I love Tevin Jenkins. I think he's going to be a great blocker for Josh Jacobs, I hope. Um, and Kenyon Drake, I guess. I hate Kenyon Drake, but I guess Kenyon Drake needs someone to block for him, too. And I think uh, that right side could get really shirred up with the acquisi acquisition of uh, Tevin Jenkins here. So that's going to be my pick. So moving on to Miami now. <laughs> Would the Dolphins go with Mac Jones to compete with his former college teammate, Tua Tagovailoa. That is... Oh, what a storyline, man. I don't think they would, but what if they did? I'm not going to give him to Washington. I like I like what Washington's doing at quarterback with the Fitzpatrick and Heineke. I don't like what they're doing, but like I don't... I think they like what they're doing enough to where they won't think about taking a quarterback for right now. I think they're probably targeting a quarterback in the next year's draft or the year after. Um, just seeing how long they can get out of Fitzpatrick. I assume they're probably trying to get Fitzpatrick played this year, uh, you know, to groom Heineke to play next season, and then Heineke would be their bridge for their next quarterback, who will hopefully, by that time, have a good enough team around him to immediately be in, you know, championship contention. I really like what they're doing, if that is their intention. But the Dolphins, I think Jalen Phillips would be a good pick here. Um, they, put, they took Jamar Chase with their first pick. I think the Dolphins would potentially look to trade down here, to be honest. The Dolphins love moving around. Um... Yeah, I'm going to say the Bears are even going to trade up for Mac right here in front of Washington. I want to say they're, they're that stupid. So a really slight trade-up, but a trade-up nonetheless. So Chicago and Miami are going to be the teams trading here. So 20 for 18, and the Bears are going to throw in a 5th and a 6th. Or one just a 3rd. Not work. A third, and then the Dolphins can throw in a s five, a four next season, a three next season. Okay, so the Bears just trade back their third basically to next year. I'm cool with that. So the Bears now at 18, obviously are going to select Mac Jones. I don't really need to explain this. Uh, you know, you, you know, you know what I'm going to say. Mac Jones at 18 to the Bears. So Washington now at 19, and I think Washington loves Christian Derrissaw. Uh, if he falls at 19, I, there's no way they pass up Christian Derrissaw, man. They really, 
need uh, an offensive tackle. I need to see who's starting there. I think last time I said it was Cornelius Lucas. I want to make sure that's still his name. I just typed in WAS, but I bet it's WFT for Washington football team. It's not that either. I'm going to have to look up Redskins depth chart. You all got no idea what I'm talking about, but never mind. I want to see what their offensive line looks like. I'm looking up their depth chart. Uh, an offensive tackle. Oh, okay, so it's not Cornelius Lucas. It's Jerron Christian. I guess a left tackle, and Morgan Moses is a right tackle still, but I think Jerron Christian could get a little upgraded here. I think they could also... I did not know the football team got Adam Humphreys, too. Their receiving core is really nice now. They still got Gandy Golden and Steven Sims and Cam Sims. They're, they're nice. I really like their offense. Um, I think their defense could definitely use some work. They do need a linebacker pretty, pretty bad. Jeremiah Wusu Koromoa would be nice, but Christian Derisaw, it's between Derisaw and Wusu Koromoa for sure. Who would I rather see fall? I'm going to go Christian Derisaw at 19 here to Washington, and I don't really need to explain this. Christian Derisaw is one of the top offensive linemen in the draft, and like I just explained, Washington needs some help. At, uh, offensive, at offensive tackle. So we're going to go Derisaw out of Virginia Tech. I believe we had that also in our consensus mock. So I'm cool with it. And now at 20, the Dolphins, after trading down, I think they got some options here. Um, after going Jamar Chase, I think the Dolphins will probably look for an edge rusher maybe. And I think Jalen Phillips is the obvious selection. I don't see how Jalen Phillips wouldn't be the pick here. It's such a, such a, such a good fit. Um, he does have some injury troubles, but with the amount of picks the Dolphins have in the coming years, I don't think the Dolphins have any problem uh, making a little risk there. So I'm cool with Jalen Phillips going to the Dolphins at 20 in this, in this mock. So at 21, now we got the, the Colts. And uh, they almost have the opportunity to take Derisaw, which would be a dream come true for uh, Chris Ballard and his staff, I would assume. But uh, he's always somehow smarter than all of us, so he probably likes one of these offensive linemen between Cosme, Leatherwood, Eichenberg, maybe Jalen Mayfield or Dylan Radens, maybe even Walker Little, I could see. He probably likes one of these dudes um, and is going to take him, and he's going to turn into a stud at 21, but I'm not willing to really make a prediction on that, so I think I'm going to give the Colts Rashad Bateman instead. Uh, he's a great weapon. The Colts definitely still need weapons. They, the, the Colts are interesting. They haven't really made the moves that you would expect them to have made this offseason. I believe Justin Houston's still unsigned. Zach Pascal is uh, still unsigned. So They got needs still kind of all over the field in a way, and I think Rashad Bateman would be the pick that they would make here. Um, weapons have been going very early in this draft, to get Bateman at 21, I think is an opportunity that the Colts would not uh, pass up. And um, this also may seem biased, but I'm going to bring up another sports bet I have out. I have Rashad Bateman to go before pick 28 and a half, and my thought process with that one is I think the, Col the Colts could look potentially to go with Bateman here, and I also think um, maybe the, the, the Bears at 20 would potentially look to go Bateman as well. But I think the best chance is actually at Bateman to go right there at 27 to the Ravens. I don't see any way uh, he falls past that. 
I don't think he was would be available with their second overall pick, and I think the Ravens are smart enough to know that. You just really hope that maybe Aziz Ojalari isn't there at 27, because that is a dude that they would potentially look to go with over Bateman if, you know, that is a decision they have to make. So we'll get on to that. But speaking of Aziz, I also have a pick for Aziz to go later than pick 21 and a half, which I guess in this class has happened right there at 21. So we would need the Colts to have taken Aziz, and uh, I went with Bateman for the Colts. So we're making money all over the place, but I'm not surprised. This is obviously my mock. So the Titans now. Pick 22. What are the Titans going to do? I think Aziz is honestly a great fit for the Titans. I think that's exactly what I'm going to do. Um, I think Caleb Farley. Let me, let me take a look. I think Caleb Farley or Greg Newsom would also probably great, be a pretty good fix. I want to see who's playing corner. Janoris Jenkins. Christian Fulton. When did Christian Fulton go to the Titans? I just I didn't know about that. They definitely need a corner. But... Yeah, I'm gonna give him a corner. I don't, I don't, I've, I've thought they needed an edge rusher, but I don't think they really need an edge rusher as bad as they need a corner. And Caleb Farley still being here at 22, I think that's gonna be the pick. So I'm gonna go Caleb Farley. He, he's, could potentially have the highest upside of any corner in the draft. Uh, the Titans like taking dudes with high upside. I think Farley fills probably the biggest need on the Titans roster. Like I mentioned, I'm going Farley here out of Virginia Tech cornerback to the Tennessee Titans. So that gives the Jets some options here, and I think this is another big spot that I think we could see Aziz go off the board. I have not made too many trades in this, but I just haven't really felt the need to, to be honest with you. But uh, the Jets, I think there's tons of dudes the Jets would potentially like to take. Uh, honestly, maybe Jeremiah Wusu Koromoa here with the Jets as well. I'm going to take a look at the Jets' depth chart. Uh, nah, I don't think they're going to take a linebacker. They're pretty pretty invested there. I think this is definitely either a corner or a pass rusher. Or I've also mocked uh, Najee Harris to the Jets before. I don't think that's what they're going to do here with a defensive coach coming in. I think they're definitely going to go with at least one defensive player in the first round. So, that being said, I'm going to give the New York Jets... I'm sure they would have really liked Caleb Farley here. Um, hmm. I'm going to go Aziz uh, Newsom. I'm between Aziz Ojolari and Greg Newsom. I think they have a bigger need at corner, but I think Aziz Ojolari is probably the better player. So that's the debate I'm having. Do I think the Jets would go with the better player or the bigger need? Considering this is not a very deep cornerback class, eh, you could argue it kind of is though. I'm gonna say you could, because you could argue this is not is not a very deep cornerback class. The New York Jets are gonna select Greg Newsom out of Northwestern here at 23, and it's not. Not a player that I know, honestly, that much about, but I do know that he's kind of the consensus number two corner. I'm not going to sit here and act like I know a ton about Greg Newsom, but I know he's a boundary guy. The Jets definitely need a boundary guy, and um, they're going to go with Greg Newsom here. 
and I've done this time and time again. There's no way in hell the Steelers don't take Najee Harris. I'm not going to explain myself. Najee Harris, 24, Pittsburgh Steelers. So we got the Jacksonville Jaguars now at 25. And I've done Jeremiah Wusu Koromo at the Jaguars quite a few times. But I want to take a look at Jacksonville's depth chart. I want to see if this is potentially a spot for Aziz Ojalari. I don't think it is, though. They have Josh Allen. They have Chase on. This could potentially be a trade down, maybe. Just considering they have that next pick coming up soon, and I just don't think there's a lot of players that they necessarily would love here. I worry about them maybe going safety in Trevon Merrick. I'll be honest, I have a bet out for Trevon Merrick to go after pick 27 and a half, and then I have a separate bet for zero safeties to go in round one. So... Obviously, that would be quite, quite bad for uh, the Jags to go Merrick here at 25. I would not win either one. So what am I going to do here? What am I going to do here? Huh. I like the idea of the Jaguars going to Wusu Koromoa quite a bit. Because I think Wusu Koromo, in a way, kind of plays that safety spot. I think that's going to be my pick here. I, I think I don't think the Jaguars let Wusu Koromo fall any further. So Wusu Koromo out of Notre Dame is going to be the pick there. Uh, I, com I, I compare him a lot to Isaiah Simmons, and with a guy like uh, Urban Meyer coming in, a big college coach, Wusu Koromo. It's not going to make sense, but. In my opinion, he's a very college type of player. He's a dude, you know, he's an athlete. He's a dude that can be utilized all around the field. Urban Meyer is going to love utilizing him at the NFL level like a college player, like a college coach. So I'm, I'm, I, think, I think he could be really exciting in Jacksonville. So moving on now, we got the Cleveland Browns. Aziz Oshilari is still sitting there. Christian Barmore is still sitting there. Trevon Merrig is still sitting there. I think the the, Bear, the Browns could honestly be a another scary spot for Merrig to potentially go. I'm sorry, they got John Johnson. I forgot about that. They're not going to go Trevon Merrig. I think Barmore is the pick here. They got Andrew Billings and Malik Jackson on the inside right now. They don't even have a lot of depth at, at on the inside, it looks like. Uh, Sheldon Day and Jordan Elliott are their backups. I don't know a whole lot about either one of those guys. So I'm going to go Christian Barmore here. I think the Browns are kind of depending on Barmore to, to be available, and I don't think he'll get taken for this. So I think this is a match made in heaven. I would honestly be willing to put money on this exact pick for the Browns to go with Christian Barmore in the first round. I I really like it. Barmore's a big-time defensive lineman, big-time run stopper out of Bama, um, and Bama produces some of the best defensive linemen in the NFL. So I love the fit of him going here to the Browns, a team with a big need in the interior D-line. So now we got the Ravens at 27, and like I mentioned earlier, I think Aziz Ojolari is a perfect pick. I think Aziz Ojolari is really similar to maybe Yannick Ngakwe, a dude they just lost to the, Oakland, uh, the second time I said Oakland Raiders. Wow, the Las Vegas Raiders. So I think uh, this would be another kind of match made in heaven if he would somehow fall all the way here to 27 to the Ravens. No way they would pass him up at 27. I think they would even go him over Bateman if they're both available. 
So now we're getting down to kind of the nitty gritty here. We got the, the New Orleans Saints on the board. What are the Saints gonna do? I'm gonna need to take a look at the depth chart for this one. I know they have needed corner. Yeah, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. Yeah, he's a slot. They need a corner pretty damn bad. Uh, do we go with Sante Samuel Jr.? Here is the question, because I think that's the only other corner that I could see going in the first round. And I just don't know if I, I love that. Going to the Saints, what else do they need? You could argue they also need interior D-line, but you couldn't really find that here. People talk about pass rush for them, but I just don't love that. I could see this being a trade-out spot. Who's someone in here that someone would trade up for? Right in front of the Packers. Huh. I don't know who would be traded up for right now. Maybe one of the old linemen, maybe like a Alex or a Landon Dickerson. Maybe even a like a Kadarius Tony. I could see being traded up for. Like I could see the Ravens making a move up here, another move up to get from thirty-one to twenty-eight. But I could also see maybe one of these teams in the early second round moving up. That's something I could definitely see more so. Um. Hmm. I'm kind of worried Merrick might go round one just the way this is playing out right now, but we're going to keep rolling. We'll see. Landon Dickerson is interesting. Who is a team in the early second round? I think the Bengals would potentially look to get up here and go for a guy like a Dickerson, but they, they went with Sewell, so I'm saying if they went with Chase or Pitts, this, that's a dude they would potentially look to go for. I don't know if there's a great fit for Dickerson to be traded up for. What 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 are the Jets? What's the Jets um, center situation looking like? Is it Connor McGovern still? It is. I kind of like the Jets to trade up for Landon Dickerson. As as, as weird as that might may sound, you know, Salah understands the importance of the offensive line coming from the 49ers. I think that's what I'm gonna do here. I'm gonna I'm gonna make a trade between the Jets and the, the Saints. So and I might even go a couple picks into the second round as bonus bonus at the end. We'll see. So this we might still see the Saints get to make this pick. So the Jets. Where are the Jets? So twenty-eight is going to the second pick in the second round. I want to give, in addition to that second pick, we'll throw in a four. Yeah, because the Saints don't have a five. I'm cool with that. Beautiful. So the Jets, now on the clock, they traded up to select Landon Dickerson here at 28 in front of the Packers. I'm not sure if that's necessarily what the Packers would have done, but that's what I'm going to say the Packers, I think, would have done, in my opinion. So, Jets trade up and get a center. I think that's really big. Try to protect your quarterback as soon as you get him. That would be the third first-round pick for the Jets this season, being 
um, Zach Wilson, Greg Newsom, and Landon Dickerson. You know, if I were a Jets fan, I wouldn't be that upset about that, I'll be honest. So, moving on, we got the Green Bay Packers at 29. Darius Tony is honestly staring me right in the face. I don't think that's what I'm going to do, though. I'm starting to get worried that I'm going to take... Um, that I'm going to take Merrick here. No, they don't need safety. Savage and Amos. Their corners are potentially needing to be upgraded, but I think they're okay. I think they could also look at a linebacker here. A linebacker. I still potentially even like them to go with an offensive lineman. They could find one. Is there any like create right tackle? Maybe a Jalen Mayfield? Like, I don't know. I'm not going to... No. I think Dickerson was their dude if they wanted someone like that. So, that being said, we're going to give the Packers... Damn, what are we going to give the Packers? I'm spending a lot of time on this one. I might go Greg Rousseau. I am really all over the place. We're not going to go Greg Rousseau. We're going to go... Who's the dude that I just said before Greg Rousseau? There was, there was someone I was thinking about. Are we going to go Kadarius Tony to the Packers? I just don't love that at all. But I think he does, honestly, kind of fill a role for the Packers that they don't have. He should, I, I, I'm going to go Kadarius Tony to the Packers. I think I did this in another mock, and I honestly think it's not a bad fit. So I'm going to go Kadarius Tony to the Packers, and I don't, and I kind of hate myself for it, but at the same time, I kind of love myself for it. So there we go. Bill's now on the clock. What are the Bills going to do? Asante Samuel Jr. is definitely a potential pick here. Just the way my drafts go, I really like potentially the under 35.5 on Asante Samuel Jr. I might need to put some money on, in on that. But we're going to keep going. I'm going to talk about the last couple of bets that I have. Um, I also have Eric Stokes to go under pick 60.5. And, and I just think this is a really not a very deep cornerback class. So I think there's a good chance he will go. And then my other one was total offensive lineman selected in the first round is over six and a half. And I'm just curious, I'm gonna count through how many we got. Landon Dickerson was one, uh, Christian Darasaw was two, Jenkins was three, Vera Tucker was four, Slater was five, and Sewell was six. So I'm not gonna force it, but unless another offensive lineman goes in the next three picks, which I don't think is gonna be, looks like I'm out of luck. I needed Alex Leatherwood to go. We'll see, we'll see if I can make it work. The Ravens honestly might, even though I don't want them to take a receiver, they're not going to. I'm, I'm not going to let them take a tackle. I'm going to make them take a receiver. So we'll see what the Bills do here. What do the Bills really need? I know they definitely have needed corner. But aside from that, Edge, honestly, I think could be interesting. I think that this is a team that would potentially look at Greg Rousseau as, a, as an option. I think that's what I'm going to do. I think they would like a player that could help them right now because they are a team right on the edge of a championship, but I think the potential of Greg Rousseau would be too much for them to pass up at 30, so 
that's going to be my pick for the Buffalo Bills. A couple Florida players going off the board these past couple picks. Tony out of Florida, Rousseau out of Miami. And I think for the Ravens, I'm going to go with another dude, at least from the South. Elijah Moore out of Mississippi is the pick that I like. Um, I think it just makes a lot of sense. This seems like a very Ravens pick, kind of a slot receiver. They just lost Willie Sneed. This dude fills exactly what the, ha what the Ravens don't have at receiver. The Ravens have a lot of bigger dudes like Miles Boykin. Um, and, oh, geez, why is Miles Boykin the only name coming to mind at the moment? But, no, like Miles Boykin and Sammy Watkins was the dude they just signed, and Devin DuVernay is a little bigger. Marquise Brown's obviously a little obviously a little on the smaller side, so Elijah Moore will complement him nicely. They'll be able to run the routes. You know, hopefully Lamar can start to get his career on the go. So the Ravens with their two picks in this draft go with Aziz, Ozilari, and Elijah Moore filling probably the two biggest needs on their team. I love that for the Ravens. We have the Bucks at 32. What are the Bucks going to do? Merrig is still still available. I'm just saying. I don't want to... I don't want to say that he's definitely not going to go, but the fact that he's still still surviving makes me feel kind of good. I don't think the Bucks would go with him. Maybe they would, though. Something, something to worry about. They did just go with Antoine Winfield last year, which is the reason why I don't think they would. They could potentially go with an offensive lineman. Wow, they could really go with an offensive lineman. Landon Dickerson, or not Landon Dickerson, I'm sorry, Alex Leatherwood was the dude I was thinking. And I'm going to do this just because it's going to make me a lot of money and this would be insane for me, but I like Alex Leatherwood here for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, they invested heavily in offensive line in the last draft, uh, you know, right, right when they got Brady, and I think they're going to continue to invest there for even their future quarterbacks to come. So that's pick 32. Um, there with Tampa Bay. I'm going to do the next couple, but I'll be honest, once we get to kind of the mid-second round, my knowledge on these prospects just kind of fades out. Um, so we'll go kind of for as long as I can until I don't know what I'm talking about anymore and I make myself look like an idiot. And I might even just speed round through the rest and we'll see how it looks. So here at 33, we got the Jacksonville Jaguars, and I thought about going with this player at 25. Oh, well, I was going to give him Merrick, but give him a Wusu Koromala, who's kind of a similar type of player, so I'm not going to give him Merrick, actually. We're going to have Merrick continue to fall. The Jags obviously have Lawrence and a Wusu Koromala in this class, so what else do I want to give them? I think ETN has a really good chance of being the pick here at 33, and he's kind of the dude I want to go with. Like, I just, I know there's not a great chance of it happening, but just on the slim chance that it does, I'm going to say that Travis ETN is going to be the pick here at 33, first pick of the second round. This would be a super, super exciting for Trevor Lawrence. I think he would definitely vouch for this. And believe it or not, I think he already probably has power in that front office. So I'm going to go with Travis Etienne here at 33 to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now the Saints, this is where they traded down to. I was talking about them going to Sante Samuel at 28. They trade down. They're still able to take him here at the top of the second round. Asante Samuel would still go under the projected 35 and a half, so I'm definitely probably going to sprinkle a little bit of money on that one as well. So Asante Samuel at 34 to the New Orleans Saints out of Florida State. I love the fit, you know. Um, he's obviously not J.C. Horn, whose dad played for the Saints, but he's another dude whose dad played. Where did Asante? I, I'm going to be honest, I don't know 
old NFL that well, so I'm going to have to look up where Asante, the Asante Samuel Sr. played. We're going to look this up real quick. Bear with me. Asante Samuel. Asante Samuel played, oh, he played recently, man. He was in the league in 2013, but he played with New England, Philly, and Atlanta. And he was pretty damn good, but uh, he's going to go to New Orleans here. And uh, I think I think that's a perfect fit for the Saints to, to be able to fall down all the way to 34 and still end up with, with Asante Samuel. That is, that is a killer fit. And the Falcons now, after going pits, they definitely need to upgrade on defense here. I think they would have probably liked to go Samuel here at 35. That's another great fit for Samuel. No way Samuel falls after that Falcons pick. So the Falcons now, I don't think they're going to go with Mary. They don't really have that big of a need at safety. I don't think they would go Jameen Davis. I think it needs to be an edge rusher, but what edge rusher am I comfortable taking here? Maybe Jason Owe, but I just don't think Atlanta would want to go with a risky prospect right now or you know a developmental guy. I think they need someone... Going to help them right out the gate. So, hmm. Maybe they would go with a safety. I'm going to give the Falcons Trevon Merrig. This is where the Merrig stops falling here at 35. Um, I was just looking. Their safeties are Eric Harris, who as a Raider fan I know a lot about, and Jalen Hawkins, who... As a Raider fan, I know nothing about it. I've never heard of Jalen Hawkins, so they probably do have some needed safety. And uh, I think Trevon Merrick still being available at 35 would be an absolute gift for the Falcons, who end up with their first two picks. Kyle Pitts and Trevon Merrick. I mean, potentially two of the most skilled dudes in this entire class. I love that for the Falcons. Next, we got the Dolphins at 36. And I think this is actually their pick. Or is this the pick the Bears? No, this is their actual pick. So what are the Dolphins going to do? I see Jason Owe. I love Jason Owe. I think this is a great fit for Jason Owe. I want to make sure the Dolphins didn't already take someone like that. They did. They took Jalen Phillips. So we're going to need to have to give them a different player. They've already taken Jamar Chase and Jalen Phillips. What else do the Dolphins need? Would they go with a running back? Maybe Javante Williams. I think that's what I'm going to do. Yeah, I've, I've heard people compare Javante Williams, I believe, to Dalvin Cook. Um, it might have been Michael Carter that was compared to Dalvin Cook, so I'm going to sound like an idiot if it wasn't him. But I've heard Javante Williams be compared to Dalvin Cook. Um, I know Williams and Carter, regardless of who was compared to Dalvin Cook, were one of the most electric backfields in all of college football last season at North Carolina. And um, I, I've heard a lot about Javante Williams is the clear kind of third running back in this class. So I think that's what the Dolphins would look to do. They've, they're pretty smart. They, they, they don't go with a running back in the first round. They wait till the second. So even if he doesn't work out, they're not criticized too hard for going running back in the first. So I like it. Dolphins are going to go Javante Williams at 36. You can hear I'm starting to not really know what I'm talking about already. But we're going to keep it going. We got the Eagles, who I believe selected Devontae Smith at 12, which is exactly what they did. What are they going to do here? They need a corner. Looking at Eric Stokes already at 37, man. And I think the Eagles love dudes. They can fly. That's exactly what I'm going to do. And it's not because I have a bet on it, but 
I just don't I don't know a lot, a lot about Elijah Molden. Tyson Campbell's good, but I think Eric Stokes was kind of the better corner at Georgia. If they got to Malafonu, I think's good. He's versatile, but as a Raider fan, I know a lot about Obi Malafonu as well, who came out of Syracuse and was a versatile defender. And he is not a versatile defender on the Raiders anymore, so I don't know about that. And then past him, Kelvin Joseph, Aaron Robinson, Paulson, Debo. I don't know anything about any of those guys. So I think Eric Stokes might be the pick. I think Jameen Davis would be tempting, but the Eagles don't love investing a whole lot at linebacker. That's like an actual trend that I, I know they kind of go with. I think they could also potentially look at tackle here. Sam Cosme is still available. Um, let me take a look at the Eagles tackle situation. Andre Dillard and Lane Johnson. I'm going to go Sam Cosme at 37. Screw their needed corner, to be honest. Devontae Maddox and Darius Slay, they'll be fine for now. Sam Cosme at 37. Which opens up the Broncos now, who selected Panay Sewell, I believe. Yes. They selected Panay Sewell. And now they're probably going to go with a defensive player, I would hope, to be honest with you. Like, I know you want to give Burrow weapons, but I'd hope you'd go with a defensive player. Unless maybe you want to grab, grab a tight end. I don't know. I think they're chill with Sample and Uzoma. Mm, I think he would maybe look at a linebacker. Or a pass rusher. I don't know. They just got Trey Hendrickson. I don't think they need a pass rusher. I think they would look at a linebacker. A linebacker or maybe a tight end, I think, would be the... A linebacker, tight end, or wide receiver. I see Jameen Davis. Jameen Davis out of Kentucky. Keeping him kind of in that Midwest... Ohio to Kentucky area. Easy for me. Jameen Davis. Uh, I should probably talk a little bit about Jameen Davis. I know Jameen Davis is good, too. He's been jumping up draft boards, um, which I love taking the dudes that have been jumping up draft boards in the first round a lot of the time. Um, he, I saw one play of him having like an 80-yard touchdown um, pick six. Super, super athletic, super, super impressive. I think Jameen Davis... Um, could could obviously fill that need for the Bengals, and who's kind of had a revolving door the past couple seasons at linebacker. So moving on to the Panthers, what have the Panthers done here? Patrick Sertan, they need to go with an offensive lineman, really really bad. Um, I like Dylan Radens out of the dudes that are left. I think Walker Little has a good chance to go early though, just because he's another dude that I've been hearing a lot about recently. He's coming out of Stanford. Yeah, I might go Walker Little for the Panthers, just considering he's going to block for McCaffrey, who I believe played there at the same time. Here's a storyline that I like. It's a storyline that I'm not going to pass up. Walker Little, 39, Panthers. So now we got, and I, I don't know a whole lot about Walker Little. The only thing I do know is that he sat out last season, and I think he was injured the year before, so we don't have a whole lot. Uh, to go off of with him. And I think he's a little bit on the older side as well. I'm going to look that up so I don't sound like an idiot. Walker Little is 22. So, yeah, he's a little older, I guess. He's not too, too old. He'd be fine. The Broncos. What have the Broncos done? Rashawn Slater. Okay, interesting. What would they look to follow up a Rashawn Slater pickup with? Maybe a Jason Elway? 
hate the fact that OA is still available at, at 40. I don't know if they'd pass that up. I also think Terrence Marshall would be really tempting for them. I'm going to go it's between Marshall and OA. You know what? Screw it. We're going to bring out Siri for this one. OA's heads, Marshall's tails. I don't know what, they do, what they're going to do, so we're going to have Siri pick. Flip a coin. Heads. Heads. All right, we're going Jason Noe. I'm cool with that. I think uh, the Broncos, I'm going to make sure I'm not being a complete idiot for saying the Broncos would go with an edge rusher in the second round. Am I forgetting about someone? Um, Bradley Chubb. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I think they would definitely go with an edge rusher. I'm going Jason Noe to the Denver Broncos at 40. Love that. We had Detroit now, back on the clock. Detroit has gone with Michael Parsons. They're going receiver every time. Terrence Marshall is such a steal for them. Wow. Wow. They're excited. They are running that pick to the, to the uh, podium. For them to get Michael Parsons and Terrence Marshall and trade down is very, very impressive. So the Giants now, I don't even need to look. I know I selected Jalen Waddle for this team. They're going to go edge. Um, Joseph Osai is not a dude I know a whole lot about. I'm starting to get down to the dudes that I don't know about, but I think Joe Tryon's pretty athletic. Um, is there anyone I can take for the Giants that I know a good bit about? Mmm... There's not. I think they would most likely go with an edge rusher here, though, and I'm going to just trust that Joseph Osai is actually one of the best players on the board because that's what they're saying. So I'm going to go with Joseph Osai to the New York Giants out of Texas at 42. So at 43, we got the San Francisco 49ers. Um, they selected Justin Fields with their first pick in this one. What do the 49ers need? There's a couple more dudes that I want to be able to talk about, so I'm going to keep going until I get to them, and then we'll call it a night, because it is getting late. I think the Niners would potentially look at a receiver. I think they would potentially look at a running back here, to be honest. And, well, I don't think they would look at a running back. That was kind of crazy. They, they're going to look at a later round running back, though, for sure. Um, I think they would potentially look at a receiver, maybe a Rondale Moore. Maybe a corner, maybe an Eric Stokes. We'll go Eric Stokes. I'm going to make myself a little bit of money here. Eric Stokes to the Niners. Why not? I think with that, we might call it a day. So, the dudes that I'm leaving on the board, and it's not necessarily because they're bad. It's probably just in a lot of cases because I'm not familiar with them and I haven't watched their tape, so I'm not super high on a lot of these dudes. But the dudes that are still available for the Cowboys at 44 and the Jaguars at 45 and the Lions at 46 and the Chargers at 47 are... Rondell Moore, Liam Meikenberg, Jalen Mayfield, Levi on Wuzurike, uh, Joe, Joe Tryon, Creed Humphrey, Pat Fryermuth, Nick Bolton, uh, Carlos Basham, I believe he goes by Boogie Basham, Dylan Radens, Javon Holland, who I think actually could probably go. He's a slot corner safety hybrid. I think a lot of teams look for that, that type of thing, so I think he could potentially go earlier in the second round than I have. But nonetheless, this is what I got. Um, the two trades, I think I only made two trades in this, but I'm going to auto-draft and we're going to see what this website says is, would happen. Uh, 
unless I guess that feature doesn't work for some reason unfortunately so with that we're gonna call it a day I would win quite a bit of money with this all of my pets would have hit so let's hope for the best have a good night